0: Hello, and welcome to the James Sheets Podcast. This podcast features the sermons and preaching messages of James Sheets, who pastored throughout West Virginia for many years. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a five-star review, and share a memory of James with us. Let's listen as Pastor James Sheets begins his message.
1: I'm going to read from the very first chapter, just the first nine verses. Paul, called, called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God, and Sosthenes, our brother, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all that in every place, call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. Grace be unto you in peace. From God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always on your behalf. For the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ. That in everything ye are enriched by him. In all utterances and in all knowledge. Even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. So that ye may. So that ye. Come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall also confirm you unto the end. You may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, by whom you were called unto the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Our Father, take this word that we have read from the Holy Scripture apply it to our lives in a way that would bring a blessing to each of us. For any who have a special need tonight, may there be an awakening of their spirit as they commune with you, a warmth that is felt and will be expressed in our very soul. We pray in Christ's name. I'm entitled to tonight's message, I'm Rich. I want to tell you something about myself that maybe you don't know. I'm rich. I just discovered that my father is a multimillionaire. He has resources that I didn't know anything about. He brought me up as a poor boy. But I discovered that I'm rich. I got all kinds of money. I own property that I never have even seen i have automobiles that are sitting around. Or I've never driven. I'm in mind to trade my left pick. I bought and get one of them. I start driving. Since my father has so many. I'm rich. You know that, did you? Do you know I was rich? Yeah. In my pocket, I got 26 cents. But I'm rich. You know, this is the thing that dominates many lives. It dominates the business world. And that is the tremendous thrust for becoming rich. Having lots of money in our pockets having that fine automobile to drive, trading in our old plunkers and getting something better, having a nice home, upgrading it, making it better. It dominates our thinking. The business world is run by the attempt to get more of this world's goods. To have a bank account that grows and some people are obsessed with this very thing of getting more and more and more. I don't know what I told you, but Nelson Rockefeller was asked on one occasion how much more it would take to make him satisfied, and his answer was just a little bit more, meaning that there is no end. We have one, we want two. If we have two, we want three. And on it goes. Our level of living pretty generally keeps up with our income. The more we make, the more we spend. It seems like the more we spend, the more we go in debt, and so the less we have, you know, that vicious cycle. But we don't have to think of it in those terms. Because I don't even know you can do, I will on your leg about my father being a multimillionaire. He is comfortable as any retired school teacher maybe can be. He doesn't have a tremendous debt hanging over his head, and he does have an an income, and someday, I suppose, when he passes on from this life to another, that there will be a few things and a few dollars that will be spread out amongst the four of us who are his children. Though I'm becoming more and more inclined to say that this is not a very proper way to, uh, sometimes, to handle one's goods, although some of it probably needs to be passed on to a family, some of it is going to be totally wasted by doing that. Because usually and generally, people do not appreciate what they have not worked for. And you've heard many people talk about uh, going through the inheritance very quickly. But I have an inheritance, but I'm not going to be able to work my way through it's bigger and more than my capability of spending. And even after I've spent, it's still there to draw by. Uh, it continues. The interest seems to be uh, growing all the time. The fifth verse is the text for tonight. That in everything ye are enriched by him. We are enriched. The living Bible says at that phrase, I have enriched your whole life. Not just the little corner, but all of it. We have an inheritance by being the children of God. brother or sister to Jesus Christ, that gives us an airship to all of the riches that God has. And they're unending. Paul was not speaking of money in the bank or or lands or automobiles or those things. He was speaking of riches that reach far beyond those. For once one has obtained a bank account or or property of some sort, he's not satisfied. He wants to go on and on. But in our hands has been placed all of the wealth of God above, and it's ours. A missionary was in Africa. There some children playing with some odd-shaped, clear rocks, just casually playing as kids would play. He thought they looked odd, and so he picked one up and discovered that they were playing in diamonds and didn't know it. They had tremendous wealth in their hands, wouldn't even wear it I think this is a good illustration of our lives that we really have access to all of the riches of God and don't even recognize that it's in our hands. Paul well, said in Romans, chapter 11, verse 33, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. He mentioned riches in two terms, in two, two manners. One of them is given with wisdom, and the other is knowledge. Closely related, but somewhat different. In Romans, chapter 9, he says that he might know the riches of his glory. I suggest to you that we ought to take a survey of the wealth that is available to us through that and see what is there for us. So I want to do that a little bit in about three to four different categories, three different categories, I guess. How do we latch on to and make use of, for our benefit, all the wealth that God has? Well, first of all, I think we need to recognize that. We become wealthy when we establish a proper relationship to the Father. That is, we become wealthy when we're born. Have you ever heard of the kid with the the silver spoon in his mouth? I suppose none of us ever grew up that way, but there are people who who are millionaires upon birth because their inheritance is already planned and set up and money is put in the bank and everything is ready and they have that, that excess, that silver spoon in their mouth, they want for nothing. Simply because they were born. I suggest to you that we need not want for anything and can have access to all the riches of God by the process of being born into his family. And it's all there. There's a hymn that says, My Father is rich in houses and lands. He holdeth the wealth of the world in his hands. Of rubies, diamonds, of silver and gold, his coffers of gold. He has riches untold. I am a child of the king. A child of the king. With Jesus, my Savior, I'm a child of the king. And my Father has the wealth and he wants to bestow it on me and you. I was listening to the radio on the Jim Dobson, uh, focus on the family program that I listen to nearly every morning. And one of his programs struck me very strongly. I don't remember the man's name, but I the tape that he was playing that day. But I remember what he said, and it, it has left an impression upon me. The spot was a missionary in some foreign land. His wife became ill. They rushed her back by plane to the United States in the hospital here, forgotten where, I think maybe Boston, pronounced that she had spinal spinal meningitis the doctor said one of the worst cases that he had ever seen, and that she would die within hours, and suggested that there was no point in trying to keep her alive or help her in any way, just allow her to die. And the preacher said, I'm sorry, I just can't do that. She's my wife. We're going to have to keep on trying to save her life. And so weeks on end went on with her in the hospital. And finally, he said one day, the business office called him in for a conference, and he knew it had to be about money. And the person in the business office reminded him that his wife had been there now several weeks. And and they said to him, we know, but you don't have any insurance. How do you propose paying the bill of this hospital? And he said, I'm going to pay it in cash. And the person said to him, "Uh, do you have that kind of money? He said, no, ma'am. And she said, well, where do you plan to get that money, this amount? He said, I'm going to get it from my father. Does your father have that kind of money? He said, oh, yes, ma'am. He's wealthy. Well, do you think that you could get hold of your father today and ask him for some money? Yes, ma'am, I could do that. As a matter of fact, I was just talking with you before you called me down here. I'm sure he's eating. She said, well, could you have $2,000 here in our office before the end of the day? And the preacher said, yes, ma'am, I think I can. I'll go talk to my father and ask him for it. He said on his way back to his wife's room as he prayed about how he was going to get $2,000. He said, I was praying, Father, they want $2,000. Father said, I know. As he got off the elevator, a member of his church was getting on. It was a large church. And as the two men met, the fellow who came from the church said to him, in Sunday school this morning, we talked about your case and knew that you were going to need some money. We took up an offering, and in $2,000 in cash. He immediately turned, after their conversation, of course, and we went back to the business office $2, 000, and laid $2,000. I went to it. The weeks went on, and finally they called him back. And this time they were asking for $4,000 in the same procedure can you get it and he said I'll ask my father he said that afternoon just before the deadline that he was to have the money in the pastor of the church came and the church had discussed in a business meeting his plight he'd been a missionary from that church and they had taken up an offering and he'd exceeded the $4,000 in was needed uh, I could go on with the story but let me tell you the ending of it I heard that lady talk he discussed with her her problem and although she had uh, a terrible time she survived she did live and uh, she was able to communicate intelligently even though she had considerable difficulty Uh, that was the the surprise they said as the attempt began there would be a surprise at the end I was all struck I discovered the surprise was his wife talking conversation. My father's rich and yours is too. That does not mean that he's going to take care of every dollar need that we have in every case? But it does mean that we certainly have someone to call upon when there are needs. And I think many times the reason we don't see more things like this is we probably are not living as close to the cross as we ought to live to justify this kind recognition of the Father. Can we expect Him to be that merciful to us if we are not in turn that devoted and dedicated to Him? I think there's probably a distinction between those two that makes it successful in some cases and not so successful in others. I know that probably have said or heard at some point or other, referring to another person, gee, I wish I looked like him or like her. You women say that. You find some beautiful lady and say, "Boy, I wish I looked like her or had a hair, or had a hair like her and clothes like her. We men talk about uh, people maybe in different terms but still the same content. And all of us have said, gee, I wish I had his money. Boy, if I had his money, what I would do, I'm telling you, if I had his money, I'd drive and i better automobile and I'd have better clothes and I, I would do all of these things. But, you know, I almost never, I maybe never have heard somebody say that, gee, I wish I had his money if I did. I'd be supporting that church, and there'd be no doubt about the wall being finished, and there would be plenty of money in the treasury to send missionaries all over the world, and there would be all these things that we need. There'd be a brand new bus sitting out here if I had money, you know, and on and on we go. We don't hear those things very often. It's selfish of us. We wish that we had that in order that we might like to gratify our own desires. But there and inheritance that is waiting for us for those who are born in the image of the Father who has the same desires the same love, the same compassion as the Father has many of us have said of each other you're a spitting image of your mother or of your father are we really even of our earthly fathers, we may look like them, or our mothers. But I've wondered many times when I have been told you look exactly like your dad. I don't like that said, because I don't think I measure up to the man that I see him in him. I'm less than he is, I think. I admire him tremendously. But there is a desire then in me to be like my father Uh, every child ought to have if they don't have that desire but the same desire of being us is to look like and act like and think like and be like our Heavenly Father and when we strive for that there's going to be an inheritance laid up for us as Peter said in his first chapter and as Jesus said to us I'm going to prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare a place I'm going to come again and receive you unto myself. And where I am, where you'll be also. And where is he? Well, he's at the right hand of the Father enjoying the inheritance. And for those of us who have a desire to be like the Father, there is all this wealth waiting? There's a have that says, more like the Master, I would ever be. More of his meekness. yeah <laughs> The him goes on to say. For his work he bids me do. There ought to be more of a desire for us to serve the Lord every day. And that brings us into the image and makes us look like and act like our God who is rich. And by looking like him and acting like him, we become a part of the inheritance that he has provided. That's why I say I'm rich. Not that I have obtained that yet, but in my heart there is a desire to be more Him, like And I hope yours there too. And the closing of that hymn is a prayer. It says, take thou my life. I would be thine alone. Take thou my heart. And make it all thy name. Purge me from every sin. O Lord I now implore. Wash me, and keep me forevermore. Listen, if that's our prayer, we've got an inheritance. My, what's in that inheritance? Let me say one more thing, and it's hot, it's I'm trying to shorten this up now. The resource from which we have to draw is inexhaustible. I wish that there was a bank to which I could go and just simply say to my banker, today I think I'll take a million dollars out. I say, All right, if I get a million dollar loan, sure, sign your name, and take it. Tomorrow I think I'll have some more and the next day some more. Wouldn't you wish there was a bank that was so inexhaustible that you just had to go in and say, this is what I want. You get it. Jesus met a woman at the well at Sychar in Samaria. A Samaritan woman, the woman who had been married several times and, and there was not exactly the thing of the crop of the Samaritan people. She talked with him and he talked with her and he asked her for a drink of water and she was very surprised that he wanted her to give him a drink. And, and he said to her, if you knew who we we're talking to, you, you'd ask him and he'd give you living water. That is continual supply, unending water. When she heard that, she said, That's what I want. It is an inexhaustible supply of water. You know we have got it? Jesus Christ. Ask him who gives you. All in liberty and does not upbraid you for asking, you get when you do it in faith, belief, love. Sometimes we ask, as Paul asked, when he wanted that form removed from whatever, I think it was his blindness, partially blind. he was after his experience of the Lord Damascus, and Paul asked if that be removed, and God said, no. that but I'll give you something better I'll give you grace sufficient because you overcome the born the flesh well I I am poverty stricken I am sick I have difficulties here and there and yon and I would like these removed, Give me from the storehouse but you, these things can be overcome and God says no I'll give you something there. I'll give you my grace that will see you through all these trials. You know one of of the reasons that many of the people in Congress are there who are millionaires? Making money is no more a challenge. They've done that. They've got to have something to capture their energy and their interest and, and do something challenging. And so they run for office in order that they might take pride on this uh, this tremendous challenge of doing something. Uh, having money doesn't mean anything. We're still down the level of uh, it's exciting to make money, get a little more, a little, a little ahead. But they're, they're beyond that because they have a sense of accomplishment in, in whatever they're involved in in the government. My thoughts are... Exactly this on a spiritual level. When a person is wealthy in spiritual matters, he is no longer interested in doing so much physically, having money in the bank and all those things. So well, there's a certain level of that right, that we can't overlook. He is interested in putting his energies into a cause. If we were as interested in seeing people one to Jesus Christ as we are seeing that we have money in the bank, how many people would be saved? Our energy is expended on things that are no value, and we forget that we can work on those that are of eternal value, and we can look back and, and take pleasure and satisfaction in knowing that we were a part to the world to Christ. That's what we ought to be doing. How many Jews will be on our crown of heaven because we have been working toward that?